Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in. It's going to be a great summer. Uh, we're up on YouTube now, so go check that out. And don't forget about Squad Fest, June 11th and 12th, coming up in a hurry. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Eyesight Drone Service. Eyesight Drone Service is headquartered in Grand Forks, North Dakota. It's a veteran-owned small business. It's fully licensed and insured drone and manned aircraft services company. All operators are commercial pilots and 107 certified. They have extensive experience in agriculture, stand count, tassel count, crop health damage, and visual inspection. Natural resources, they can do your waterfowl counts, your big game counts, cattle counts, natural disaster surveys, archaeological assessments, infrastructure, gravel road management, building inspections, house roof inspections, oil and gas pipeline and facilities, renewable energy inspections, power line inspections, communications tower ins- communication tower inspections. Ladies and gentlemen, if you need a drone for anything, they can take care of any of your needs. They're open to new industries and jobs as well. Well, rapidly and effectively deploy to virtually any side of project within the continental United States in short order and that's eyesight drone services and you can check them out at www.eyesightdrones.com and that's i with the letter i s-i-g-h-t-d-r-o-n-e-s.com or check them out on their web or check out their website please at eyesightdrones.com it's amazing what all they can do now with modern technology it's crazy they can do a waterfowl count with drones just think about how much you don't even need people nope there's movies about that but they can do so much more stuff today and so much quicker yeah crazy i mean it it, it is i mean it's huh. just the way the world's going what's next you never know you never know what you're going to see next here so anyways so, y'all check out our new sponsor yeah no kidding uh we're also brought to you by bangtail whiskey it is built on an a built on a dream age 25 years handcrafted bangtail whiskey to create the perfect sip, no matter how you drink your whiskey. I like, uh, you know, I like the whiskey sour. Catch a little bit of hell for that, but it's great. Um, you can order Bangtail whiskey right online, and they'll send it straight to your door. And uh, you don't even have to get out of your pajamas to get whiskey headed your way. It is, uh, you'll find a pleasant aroma of vanilla and spice before galloping into notes of nougat, sweet corn, and a lingering caramel finish. It is actually very, very good whiskey. I put it right up there at the top of the list. So go check out Bangtail Whiskey at bangtail.com and get that bottle headed your way. We're also brought to you by Blindgrass. Uh, listen, if you're tired of constantly having to rebrush your A-frame, your layout blind, your boat, you need to check out Blindgrass at blindgrass.com. It's a synthetic grass. It goes right onto your blind. It does not rot. It does not mildew. Uh, It is a one-stop shop. You put it on there one time, and you do not have to worry about brushing your blind again. So check them out at blindgrass.com, and they have dry bags. If you're going to be out on a boat all summer, you can put your goods in the dry bag, and you don't have to worry about dropping your cell phone into the ocean. Uh, they got gun cases, so they kind of got whatever you're, whatever you're looking for. In addition to a very, very good looking camouflage system, they've been working years to perfect how their camouflage looks. You can use it in multiple environments. They got different, uh, different colors and different blends for every scenario. So check them out at Blindgrass Camouflage System at blindgrass.com. We're also brought to you by Goose Creek Retrievers. If you've got that new puppy. 
if you want to, uh, if you're wanting to send them off somewhere, have a professional handle them. Look no further than Goose Creek Retrievers. Matt Peel does a hell of a job up there, and uh, we're excited to have him on board. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's a fun guy to talk to. Even if even if you're training the dog yourself and you just need somebody to, you know, bounce ideas off of, Matt will be happy to answer any questions. Check him out, Goose Creek Retrievers. And uh, if you're in, like I said, if you're in the market for a new puppy or a new hunting dog, look them up, GooseCreekRetrievers.com. They're all over uh, social media. Got a hell of a program. And if you do have a new dog, then you need to check out Gun Dog Outdoors. They've got bumpers that they're really excited about. Uh, they've got a field trauma kit that I think everybody should put in their vehicle and in their hunting bag. And uh, the quick release system. Patented now. It's what I use every single day. Clip it onto my dog, Lou, and he is where I think he's going to be all the time until I pull, that, uh, pull the little lever and let him go. No matter what level your dog is trained, I think uh, I think the quick release system is something that you should look into. It just takes all the guesswork out. So you clip him on there, and he's going to stay right where right where he's supposed to be. So the quick release system is something that I cannot recommend highly enough, and you can get that at GunDogOutdoors.com. Uh, I mentioned the Squad Fest earlier. Coming up, June 11th and 12th. St. Louis, Missouri. It's the first major calling contest since COVID, and uh, it's going to be a great time. We're looking forward. We're going to be there. We hope to see all you guys there. Food trucks, cornhole, cold beer. It's going to be a great time, and we look forward to putting some faces to names. So we'll see you there June 11th and 12th. Oh, you can be signing autographs. No. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll fist bump you. Okay. Fist bump you. I'm not shaking your hand. You probably got COVID. Would you sign some boobs? No. Nope. No boobs, none of that. Um, a baby's forehead. I'd sign a baby's forehead. Okay. But not a boob. Not a boob. But it is going to be a good time. You're putting on a hell of a deal. If you're a waterfowl hunter and you like calls, you just want to be around like-minded people, what a better place to be. I mean, it's, it's a waterfowl show. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Great products, great people. Get to see some neat people. Get to meet some people. Everybody in the industry just about is going to be there. Good time for everybody. Come out and see us. And the guys from the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast are going to be there. Yes. Mr. Logan Pyatt and Rebel Heron. Yep. That is our next sponsor. They are back, ladies and gentlemen. The The hiatus is over. You put enough pressure on them, Logan and Rebel folded like a bunch of cheap suits. Um, they're doing their bourbon review. It goes up. It's out there for everybody to listen to. And then the full episode, you have to be a, a Patreon member to get the full episode but they are back they're back up to their debauchery and uh better than ever so go check them out you can get on their patreon account like uh, looking glass duck club donate to that and uh you can get the episodes but it's uh it's it's glad that they're back the waterfowl community is a lot better with them on the on the airwaves so we're happy that they're there and you should go check them out we're also brought to you by Pacific Custom Calls. We've got a promo code with them. BHP25 will save you 25%. Believe it or not, it is time to start stocking up and buying stuff for hunting season. It's going to be here before you know it. You need a new goose or duck call. They've got a new duck or goose call. You can use the promo code BHP25. Save yourself some money. They've got the best duck call that I've ever blown in the PCD. And they are retooling the 509, which is my go-to Canada call. So... A lot of cool things going on up there uh, in Spoke Compton. Pacific Custom Calls. Uh, Pacific Custom Calls is the 
website name, and you can use the promo code BHP25. Get you a hell of a goose call for this upcoming waterfowl season. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. It only takes one. Bismuth is back in style. Uh, I cannot, can't tell you how much I love my boss. It is, it's a, it, it really is. It's a way of life. It's an old culture kind of deal. Uh, the boss, Tom, was a big hit this year. Takes those gobblers right off their feet. Um, be expecting, like, listen, if you're going to be ordering this stuff, you need to get on the ball and at least get them what you're wanting because word on the street is there might be uh, an ammo shortage towards the end of the year. And uh, I'd hate for you to be going, <clears throat> going somewhere in January and not have any shells to shoot. Go to BossShotShells.com right now. Get your order in. Not gonna have, not gonna hurt to have some in storage for when waterfowl season finally gets here. BossShotShells.com. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. High velocity is my favorite. They've got a Missouri Boat Ride coming out. I'm excited to try that. I think that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, good looking merchandise too. Good looking swag. They got a shirt that I, I really enjoy. Fits on me well. Shows off my guns that I'm working hard for. Still, still not on the testosterone, but, you know, we're making it. Uh, Dirty Duck Coffee, it's the way I start my morning every single morning out here at the Big Honker Lodge. Cup of that and I'm ready to tackle the world, Jeff. But they've got a coffee for everybody, whether it's the, uh, the Missouri boat ride that's coming out or they got a dark, they got a dark one, they got a uh, French roast, they got a Colombian blend. Like I said, my, my favorite is the high-velocity caffeine straight into the straight into the thermos and then right down my gullet gives me the energy i need for a long day out in the field so go check them out dirtyduckcoffee.com i need a cup of coffee right now last but not least we're brought to you by lucky duck they're making uh dog kennels for the big boys now i saw that extra large one lou lou lou's gonna be riding in style gonna have plenty of room five star crash test rated all that good stuff so you can feel confident in putting your pooch away in the new lucky duck dog kennel uh, they also make the best blind that I've ever sat in, the A-frame, two-by-four, four-grown men. If you're looking for an investment, I would look at the two-by-four blind. A-frames are the way to go. Get out of the spread. Uh, keeps, uh, keeps the bird's eyes off of you. They've also got the best spinners on the market. They're waterproof, so you don't have to worry about having a little oopsie and uh, knocking one over and it not working anymore. So go check them out, Lucky Duck, luckyduck.com. All right, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Brandon Sarecki from Boss Shot Shells. Uh, just having a good old time with him. And then uh, we get to talk to, to the entire shop there at Boss Shot Shells. They got a lot of, lot of moving parts up there, a lot of moving pieces, but they hold it all together well. We hope you enjoy this episode, and here we go. Yeah, I feel sorry. Bad cussing in front of the women back there. Oh, they're used to it. <laughs> We're about to roll. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Boss 
Shot Shells. I am locally famous Jeff Stanfield with the world famous Andy Shaver. And we've lost Brandon Sarecki. Zach, you going to fill in here now? <laughs> yeah, for a little bit. How's it going? You're used to running everything anyway, I'm sure. No. Picking just, up the slack? Yeah, something like that. So <laughs> so you're coming down to Texas in two weeks for the – is it is it called Ducks? Is that what it is? Ducks on uh, Yeah, D-U Ducks, D-U-X. Uh, I don't know. Probably. You're probably sure, going to be there? So you, go, no, I'll be there. Y'all are sponsoring I, it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, – we're, I don't know, gold level sponsor, I guess. So we got, we're sponsoring the calling contest that's down there. And, uh, yeah, we got a big, like, shooting row, shooting lane sponsor. Got a little seminar that we're going to be doing down there as well. So it's good. Are you putting on the seminar yourself? I'm not. I'm going to, I'm going to defer that to Cho so he can do that. What seminar are you doing? Uh, how to pattern. So oh, okay. shooting some of the different shells out of different guns and stuff like that. So Lee's going to be – you and Lee are going to be down there. Yep. And Brandon's, yep. Brandon's staying in Michigan. He's staying in Whitmer territory. That's right. So he's staying, he's staying up here with her. Sorry I'm late. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess. You get to – well, we are just telling uh, poor Zach's coming to Dallas in a couple weeks. So. No, Fort, Fort Worth. Worth. There's Fort a Worth. big difference. Fort Worth is I Texas. Fort Worth is Texas. Dallas is fucking New York City. <laughs> All right. That's, that's 65 it. and sunny down there that time of year, right? You know what? It has been <laughs> lately. It, has, it hasn't been bad, but usually at that time it's 117 and 80% humidity at Fort Worth on the middle of that damn hot asphalt track and – but there'll be a bunch of hot bikinis running around and shorty shorts looking around. Who's that, Hollywood? Are you going to be down there? No, we won't be Chamber? down there. We won't be down there. We'll be up in Whitmer. We're coming up. Uh, we're vacationing in Michigan this We're going to be in Michigan. We're going to come up there oh, and nice. throw our fucking mask away and be Texans. Oh, boy. What's that going to be like? Is it still our mask still everywhere up there? They try to. What but we- I think when is it June 1st, they lifted some shit, then everything's July 1st. Yeah, I don't know. We don't wear them. We're done with it. Yeah, I'm not going to wear one unless they have to, to go in somewhere to wear one, but I'm not. I'm hoping that the airlines are done with masks by the time we fly. Hey, bullshit. That ain't ever going to go away. You don't think so? That's not happening. No, and how many podcasts ago was it? Two? I don't even want to get into this when I was going to get a shot. I know. I've, I've, <laughs> was I'm, it two podcasts yes. ago that you were all good with the mask? No, I was good, good with getting a shot. Huh? I was good with going to have to get a shot. But I'm glad I didn't get a shot. You were worried. You were scared about it, wasn't he, Andy? <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to travel, and I thought, if I got to get a fucking shot to go travel and do everything, I was going to do that. But I, 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 I didn't do that. <laughs> so so you, changed your, you changed your mind about COVID. He's about like Fauci. No, Him and Fauci are on the I, same level. I think COVID is the same shit it was before. I just was going to, if it was going to make me get sh- a shot to fucking be able to go do shit, I was going to. I'm glad the rest it's, of America stood up finally. Same as it was before we started the podcast or after we <laughs> ended it? Because it changed halfway through that podcast. Yeah, you and Andy gave me enough shit. I decided, you know what? This ain't worth it. But I'm glad. <laughs> You'd rather die of COVID than yes. get that fucking vaccination. And, and, I'm, and I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't get a shot. <laughs> I am telling you that right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now, I, now, hang on. Why is it that you don't get to be on camera? He is on camera. We've I'm got on cameras camera on us. For, on you us. just can't you see You just us. can't see me. Oh, so everyone else on YouTube can see you. Yes. Both of you. Yes. Yeah. And the ladies behind you that are hiding behind the deal, they'll be able to see all of them. Yeah. I thought that was tied in with this whole 
Andy Shaver International thing, being that the podcast is transmitted <laughs> from the world headquarters of of uh, Andy Shaver International. What is that? What is that all about? Uh, okay, so uh, Split Read did an yep. article on my wife about being okay. uh, being married to a hunting guide. No, that's not what they said. They said married. If you know anything about the I'm, waterfowl I'm, business, you know about the world famous Andy Shaver. He's gonna fucking. That's, let me tell you, okay. my, let me tell you my story. They wrote an article on my wife about being married to a, a waterfowl guide. In the article, something about world famous got brought up. Not something about world famous. It said exactly. If you know anything about waterfowl business, you know the world famous Andy Shaver. Let's so, get this shit straight. That's how it's. That's how it's taken a life. And now Jeff. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, Brandon. He's not telling you the whole story. <laughs> then I want to hear it. Andy made the comment. If it wasn't for me, nobody knew who that bitch was. Talking about his wife. I did not say bitch. That's exactly what he said. Those are the exact words. That is not the exact words at all. What had happened was we were talking, and somehow Jeff, being Jeff, pinned me into a corner and was like, well, why did did Split Read write an article on your wife? I'm like, well, because of me, basically. No, that's not how you said it. You said if it wasn't for me, <laughs> nobody would know who that bitch is. And we were going to get a shirt that made that said that if it wasn't for have her picture on it and say if it wasn't for him, nobody knew who that bitch is. And then is that where that old college picture or high school picture came out from? Then shortly after that, Jeff, I, Jeff I was, happened to have that for some reason. I was going through something and I saw. He got that. on MySpace to find that, and Little Miss Nasty was on there. And then, so I shared it. And it's a fucking college party. It has taken on a whole new legs of its own. It's uh, Andy has really, really enjoyed this world famous stuff. It's so bad <laughs> have that not his, at all. his oldest son is in kindergarten. Yeah. In kindergarten, and I said something to him the other day at the house, and he told my granddaughter, Reese told her, he said, yeah, my dad really is world famous. So he's six. Oh, what am I gonna do? So you know, it, it he hears is what Jeff it is. on this shit, and he fuck. He takes Jeff for everything he says at face value. He doesn't know that Jeff's full of shit ninety percent of the time. Ninety nine percent of the feedback is good. Andy has had a couple of uh, of jilted people that are jealous of him that have tried to call him out over. And this. it's not even me. Fucking Jeff's the one that stirs <laughs> the pot on this. Like I, I would be fine if like. So now all of the, I'm leaning into it because I'm not. If I run away from it, Jeff's just gonna fucking pelt me even more well it's way more legit and more street cred because it's not like that is just living on social media i mean you're world famous in print that's right right. that's that's way bigger than having a a million followers on instagram (laughs) is there any right there any chance of an andy shaver load coming out by any chance it'd be a small load we could do one what do you want to do (laughs) small (laughs) it's a small load Uh, just just like me the world The world famous Andy Shaver load would be a great deal, you know. That would even that would add to that bitch that he's married to, as he said it uh, so eloquently. Something that like falls flat like five yards out there would be would be my accurate load. Yeah, <laughs> short short powder charge. Yeah, yeah. Who's like, the one that's more full of shit? Because we could try to pack shit in a shotgun shell and call it the. That is Jeff. That is Jeff by a mile. Yeah, but but I embrace yeah. that. I fuck. I've got to embrace this because you won't leave it. You won't let it die. Yeah, I'd be just fine if this fucking. So Brandon, how's messing with me? How's coaching little league going? You guys had to go there already. I want to find out why you're not going to come down here or let me pick you up from the airport when you come into Grand Rapids next week. 
we when we land in Grand Rapids, we'd be more than happy to go eat lunch with you somewhere. We've got to go okay. to the we got to go to the house when we get there. But um, I've I've you have re- a three hour drive to the house when you get there. I know that's why we can stop and have dinner. We could have lunch when we get there. We land around twelve thirty in the afternoon. Yes. And if it, if it, I make it, I'm flying with my two year old, and I'm worried that he's not going to wear that mask. So I might be getting kicked off at DFW. Say he identifies as one year, nine months. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're on a non-stop flight. So once that fucker gets in the air, we're good to go. But, um, yeah. yeah, we'd love to have lunch with you or something. We're going we're gonna to land in Grand Rapids, then we're going to get our, our car rental. We're renting a van. We're going to look like the fucking Griswolds, and then we're going to head north. We're getting a bus. Yes. Who's all coming? The whole family. Everybody. Kids, grandkids. Okay. I'm bringing my wife. Andy's bringing whatever he wants to call his wife now after he's been disrespectful to her. You better watch it. I'm surprised you're not getting a hate mail for calling her that. Yeah, I'm telling you, the Me Too that, movement that, that, will that get on your ass. That down south, but that don't work up in yeah. I didn't call her that. <laughs> Andy. Je- that's more shit, and I don't <laughs> yeah. know what fucking episode it is to go listen to it to even redeem myself. I think Blake Poppy is here, and if Blake was here, Blake would say him and Josh heard you say that. Because you thought it was funny because there was a bunch of men around, you fucking arrogant asshole. Chauvinist. What are you guys going to do up here when you're in town? We're going to fish. We're going to fish and hang out. We're going to go to Mackinac Island for a day or two. Just enjoy the sights. Get away. Get away from the hot Texas weather to come up there. Where and it hasn't. We haven't had hot Texas weather here yet. Mm -hmm. That's good. Save it. Yeah. It'll it'll get hot right about the time you come down. What'd you want to? What'd you ask me about little league? Tell us about your coaching little league. What's it like coaching today as opposed to when you played little league baseball? Hey, I don't coach any different than the way I was coaching <laughs> as a kid. But the the other teams apparently have problems with it. <laughs> <laughs> that, did, are you allowed to holler at the batter now? Mm-mm. No, hey batter, batter. No, hey Can't batter. Do that. <laughs> Not allowed. Not allowed. No, hey batter, batter swing. No, nothing. If you can't, if you talk to, you're allowed to make noise as long as it's not directed at anyone. I said, okay, well, hey, batter, batter is as old as baseball or right around there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just pisses me off. I'm trying to keep my calm about it, but I'm already getting wound up. <laughs> so now what happened is we, we live in two small towns. There's Stevensville where I live and then there's St. Joe, which is a town over. I grew up in St. Joe, went to St. Joe schools. Played baseball at this old field that's now over 100 years old. A lot of nostalgia, super cool, you know, down down in town. Like, kids ride their bikes to the ball practice and ball games. Like, glove on the handlebars, bat on the shoulder. Like, like Americana baseball. And that's what, I mean, I love that. So, uh, this goes back, I guess, shit, three or four years ago. I left one of the, the suburban leagues in St. Joe because they had the downtown league and they had like the country league. And I grew up in the country, played the country league and all kinds of political shit was going on over there. This is in the early nineties. Right. So like whoever's dad's a coach, this, that, the other. And I ended up playing right field, even though I had talent to be playing anywhere I wanted. I mean, I, I, I love baseball. So my dad pulled me out and we went to go play down in the old crap fields, you know, nothing fancy, old, old stuff. It had the time of my life down there. So 30 years goes by or whatever, and I'm coaching my son, and we're playing in the country field, right, at North Lincoln, and my kids are saying, hey, batter, batter, swing, the whole bit. 
not because we're trying to distract them, but when we try to coach these kids, little guys, at this point they're like six or eh, probably five, six years old, is to stay focused and engaged in the game, right? The kids who are picking dandelions and scratching their ass are not saying, hey, batter, batter. Mm -hmm. And even though the kids don't even know what it means to get the cadence and the rhythm of knowing how to set yourself up for the pitch and the play and all that, it's teaching that repetition and teaching them to focus. So we ended up having a, a coach in between innings come up to me and said, hey, is uh, your kid the catcher? I said, yeah. He goes, well, he needs to be quiet because he's distracting my batters. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, the hay batter, batter, swing, all your kids in the infield, they're making too much noise. I said, really? He goes, we don't do that over here. <laughs> but at this point, I'm like 10 feet away from him. So I walk up and I get close to him. I say, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, we don't do that over here. As I grew up on this baseball field, we chatted, we made noise, we had fun. So over here, this is how we do it. So anyway, fast forward four years and we're down in the uh old league now old field they combine the teams because no kids are playing baseball i'm starting to figure out why uh <laughs> we had to have the city kids and the country kids combine efforts and i think i run i'm not sure if it's the same coach but i run across someone who says the same thing we don't do that over here the first time we played them this is now live pitch 12u my son is 10 landon's 10 and he was bored to tears with pitching machine ball, so he moved him up. And he's a little shit. He's a little 10-year-old playing kids that are twice the weight of him, like big kids. And uh, he loves playing catcher. He can catch the ball. Doesn't quite have the arm yet, but, you know, it is what it is. So we come into this league. I don't know any of the kids. I tell him, give me 12 kids that want to learn to love baseball, and I'll take care of the rest. So all these coaches are drafting all the kids they want. And they're saying, hey, sir, I can take this guy, take this guy, take this guy. So I get, like, this, this team of – Kids that I'm not going to say no one else wanted them, but I didn't give a shit who I got. So we start having Saturday practices and doing all this other stuff that the other teams aren't doing, and we're winning games. So we played a team that the first game of our season, we whipped the shit out of them, like bad, mm -hmm. having fun. After the game, I get a text message from that other team's coach and the league director that said, we need to change the rules of baseball for this game because the kids – can't make the throw from catcher to second base. So we need to wait until the ball crosses the plate before they're allowed to steal. Oh, bullshit. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't even acknowledge it. Don't say anything. We end up playing this team again. Zach, what happened the second time we played those guys? We beat them again. You weren't there. No, you weren't there. <laughs> I was there. I was, I was not there for the third time we beat them. The second time... The kids were chatting. Oh, yeah. The, the catcher flipped us off. Okay. We end up winning. The catcher, up, whoa, 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 hold on. The catcher flipped you off? Not me. I didn't see it. My bench. Oh. My kids. Okay. okay. <laughs> Here's, all right. It was a Thursday game. I get a phone call Friday afternoon. I'm mowing my lawn, getting everything set for the weekend. Everybody knows I love mowing my lawn. Hour and a half of not being bothered, just me and my mower making perfectly straight lines back and forth <laughs> in my green grass with no weeds. Awesome. Okay. Zach shaking his head. So, <laughs> so the league director calls me, says, you got a minute? I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? He goes, hey, we got to have a talk about last night. I said, what's that? He goes, well, we've had some reports with uh, – I'm not going to start an investigation, but you need to have <laughs> – An investigation? 
It's little league baseball. Now, mind you, mind you, this is rec ball. This is not travel ball. This is rec ball. We're playing on a hundred year old baseball field. Nothing fancy. Okay. Prior to that, Jeff, you'll like this because you you're afraid of COVID and all that shit. (laughs) They they had us the home team. Whoever is assigned the home team has to staff the concession stand. Okay. So for the previous two years, I would pay siblings of my players 20 bucks per kid. I get two of them, 20 bucks per kid per game to run the concession stand. Because the way I see it, if a mom and dad's working a nine to five job or whatever they're doing, the last thing they want to do is operate a damn concession stand while their kid's playing baseball. They pay the money to the league. They should be allowed to watch their kids play the game. Even though they say, oh, it's only one per season, that's one too many. So I made out of my pocket, pay the kids. Okay, so my daughter's going to take the first game that we're at home. Some lady comes in and says, well, my, my daughter comes out. We're working with the team. And my daughter comes out and she says, Dad, they kicked me out. I'm not allowed to run the concession stand. I said, oh, really? So I go in there and I say, hey, what's going on? She goes, your daughter's too young to operate the concession stand. I said, that's weird because for the last two years, I've been paying 12, 13-year-olds to run the concession stand, paying them out of my pocket. They're learning some good life skills, make some money, work hard. She goes, well, it's just different. I said, since when? She goes, since forever. <laughs> and I, and I, I look at her and she goes, well, COVID. COVID? Fuck's that What is COVID? Yeah. yeah, because they're dealing with money. And apparently COVID can jump on money and get a 13-year-old kid sick. Whatever. Okay. So that kind of has me going. The kids get revved up. We end up winning the game. It was tied going to the last inning. We needed one run, and I told my kids to get loud. I'm coaching third. My other coach is coaching first, and I got the kids in the dugout, like, banging on the chain link fence, climbing that fence. My <laughs> other coach thought they were going to tear this shit down. Being right? like kids should be. Right. Ended up winning the game, get the call from the coach. They said, we're, you need to exercise sport, good sportsmanship and have to talk with the kids about being good sportsmen. Okay. So I call up coaches i call up some of the parents of my kids i'm like hey what went on what did you see because i didn't see anything i told the the league director i'm like dude you got to give me something you got to give me something because unless i know what i need to fix or address i can't do anything Mm -hmm. well i can't tell you so i start my own investigation come to find out their catcher who was the other kids the other coach's kid uh Gave my finger the bench or my my bench the the finger, okay. So I email the director back or I call him back, text him, and I say, hey dude, we're not the ones with the problem. I think they've got the they got the issue. Yeah. Sort it out with them. Okay. So this whole thing builds, right? We end up playing last Thursday, yeah. and I was in Charleston. I took my wife down for her 40th birthday. We got away for a couple of days, missed the last game, and I'm glad I didn't have to be there. <laughs> so I told the kids before I go, I'm like, hey. There's blood in the water. These coaches don't like us. Maybe the league's pissed at us. I want you guys to play a solid game on Tuesday, but win that game on Thursday. Have fun. I get a phone. No, I start getting text messages. One of my kids' players is in Mexico. She's messaging me from Mexico saying, what in the hell's going on at the game? Somebody just got thrown out. Well, their first base coach ended up dropping the F-bomb oh, shit. Like, at the dugout, like clapped his hands. A kid hit a base hit or something, and this is in the bottom of the top of the second inning. The, from the first pitch of the game, their coach is saying, hey, 
these kids are being too loud. My kids can't focus. They can't concentrate this and that. My coach says, hey, it's just baseball, man. It's just baseball. Well, one of their kids finally gets a, a, a hit, and he turns around, claps his hands, and yells at my coach, now that's fucking baseball. <laughs> my coach shot out and is like, really, dude? You dropped the F-bomb in front of these kids? This is 10, 11, and 12-year-old baseball. You dropped the F-bomb? Well, the umpire tossed him, and it was just a bad day all around. But we won the game. Kids are soft. The coaching is getting too soft. Kids aren't allowed to take any pressure, I guess. They don't want them to. And I tell them, if a kid can't focus when he's batting because people are saying, hey, batter, batter, swing, how is he going to focus when he's taking an entrance entrance exam to get into college right. or work a full-time job when there's someone in the office cubicle, cubicle next to him on the phone or whatever? you got to be able to minimize these distractions. So even though it's baseball and it's a game, we're teaching life lessons. So, and the whole, the whole world's going soft, man. So soft, they – uh, they they toss the guy for saying that's fucking baseball. Well, he yelled it out, and he should have been tossed. No, fuck yeah, that's what's no, wrong no, no, with no, that's no, what's no, wrong no, with the world no. right there. He no, shouldn't have been tossed either. Yes, he should have. No, he should have been tossed. Hundred yeah. percent. These are ten. These are 10, 10, 11, 10, 11, 12 year olds. They got cables. They have TV at their house. Yeah, but you don't do that at a little league game. No, you? and and thankfully I wasn't there because Lord knows what would have happened if I would have heard that <laughs> or been the guy. Well, the other thing, too, is the guy, the guy, the game before found out he's a duck hunter, works with OB, buddy Justin, runs the fan page, works with OB, and he saw him, you know, after the game, he's like, hey, he's like, so-and-so had a call in sick to work because he's so wound up over getting tossed out of this game. That's it's alarming that parents take sports that serious. And, and my thing that, that pisses me off is it affects the children, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need to be chewing someone's ass, dropping F-bombs, doing all that stuff with any 12-year-old. Maybe high-level tournament ball, travel ball, but not rec league ball down at a 100-year-old baseball field in the city where kids are showing up on their bicycles to play the game. It ruins it. Yeah. I agree. I don't think I, I think the guy should have been tossed. Jeff, you disagree. Yeah, I just he, I grew he, he up. Been in, I grew up in the seventies where that, that wasn't that big a deal to me. I grew up in the bad news bears. That that show that people watch the old original when they're like, Oh my right. god, that's the fucking life right. that I grew up around and so did most every yep. kid that grew up in that generation. So well, I don't see a big problem with it. I came out of Bad News Bears and grew up in Sandlot baseball. Mm -hmm. And that's where I told the league director when he's like, You guys aren't allowed to chatter anymore. I'm like you ever seen the Sandlot, man? Like that's one of my son's favorite movies. All the kids on my team love that. Yeah, and I've got kids that that fundamentally know the game. Their body hasn't caught up to them, but they've got Nelly Fox baseball gloves. They've got vintage gloves they're buying and relacing from the 1930s. Like they love baseball, and that's what I'm what I'm catering to. And having a dad lose his mind over a kid getting a base hit amidst chatter of hey batter batter. I mean that's. Bushley. What's really stupid is his ass calling in to sick the work the next day because he got fucking tossed from a game. He works nights. He had to, he was supposed to go into work after the game. Oh, and he was he was just too wild. And he's up a to great go. he's a great dude. So then the league comes back. They're like, well, we're not going to have that guy out on the ball field anymore, and he's going to have to coach the dugout. I said, no, listen, listen. listen. And I had to talked to the other head coach uh, on Tuesday. I said. The guy had a bad day. He doesn't need to be banished to the bench. He doesn't right. need to sit in the parking lot. It's it's no big deal. Just get over it and don't say that shit anymore in front of anyone that age. Well, Whatever. 
It's a good thing I don't coach kids sports anymore. You never cussed at us. Oh, I'm sure you just didn't pay attention to because you no, heard it all the you time. Never, you never and dropped s- the F-bomb. On seven on seven, never. I never did? We were 15, 16, 17-year-old kids. Oh. It's different. I yeah. never I never said y'all need to kick their fucking ass, probably. You never said it. At, little league ba- at the Little League level, 10, 11, 12, you never said anything out of line. I'm, I'm shocked by that. But now, I'll go you did tell that. in peewee football, you did tell that one kid you didn't have time for his shit. I'm in it. <laughs> no, I'll do that. I'll I did. do that. I'll make a kid run laps so he's not paying attention. No, 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 no. I, I kicked this kid off the team, and I told him, I had 38 kids. I said, I don't have time for your shit. Either go do what I say to do or take your ass to the house. He's fucked around. I said, go to the house. You're kicked off the team. His dad called me that night. Michelle goes, oh, it's so-and-so i am not gonna say his name and i was like yeah he called up he said uh tim told me you kicked him off the team i said i told tim and you cussed him out i said i told tim i've got 38 kids and i don't have time for his shit he goes i completely understand jeff thank you very much end of conversation end of the conversation yep and, and not a practice yep. kids today you, you said it a minute ago you said you know the kids don't play ball we were our edc board in town there day guy i'm on i'm on our edc board wanted to do something to fix our baseball field up and I told him, I said, the problem is, is we don't have kids participating like we used to. And the guy's like, oh, right. yes, we do. I said, no, we don't. A little town like Knox City, we used to have four or five little league teams here of kids 12 and under playing baseball. We've got one team now. Monday used to have four teams. They have one team now. Kids right. today, they sit at home all the time. Like you said, I men go riding bikes. I don't see kids riding bikes no more even. Like, well, what's, what's happened up here? We used to have, we're down to probably about – one third of the teams that we used to have when I was a kid, maybe even a quarter of them. And uh, what's gotten popular here is travel ball, travel, travel, travel. And like Landon, he, there's so many things he loves doing. My son, he loves fishing, loves hunting, loves swimming in the pool, loves hanging out with buddies, riding his bike, goofing around. And if you're in travel sports, you don't have that, that time luxury. Right. No, everything runs into you. And, and I told the league director, I said, hey, we coach tough baseball fundamentals. We're solid on fundamentals. We're building life skills. We're putting a lot of effort into in these young men that if they want to aspire to play at the high school level, they should be able to. Because not every family can afford to send their kid to private lessons or spend $1,000 a weekend going to tournaments or have the time to dedicate to run them to and from practice five days a week. It's just not the reality. So there's a lot of talent in these rec leagues that – Kids, given the right coaching and the right environment, can be every bit as good, if not better, baseball players when they get to that 16, 17-year-old high school ball. Right. Boy, there ain't nothing crazier, too, than a fucking travel league baseball mom or dad. Woof. Well, yeah. And and I think that's kind of that, that mentality found its way into that game. And whatever. It's unfortunate. But I, I told the coach, I said, you know, they go, why weren't you at the game? Like, everyone thought that I avoided the game because we knew this stuff was going to go down with some conspiracy, some bullshit like that. But I was 600 miles away in Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, I told the coach, I said, you know, it's shit happens. I get it. But I just hate that our team was drugged through this for the third time. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem with you. I just have a problem with the rules being made up as they go along and you and your buddies deem necessary to change them to water down the game. And that's why – this is why I bring up Little League. He told me about this the and other then day. Like, and then, like, how are you going to know that that guy was going to lose his shit and say the F word in front of a bunch of kids? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it's just – and that's the thing. Like, even the, the apology was, like, kind of watered down with a rationalization. And, like, we had something to do with it as well. It's like, no. 
you know, we went through the rules, read the rule book. There's nothing in there that says we can't do what we did. And I know some coaches say chatters this, chatters that. But one of my life lessons, I remember I was 15 years old when Tiger Woods won the first Masters. He was like, what, 21, mm-hmm. 21 years old or something like that. And they had the, the lead up to it. And his dad would, when he was a little kid, learn how to how to play golf. His dad would jingle change or his keys in his pocket in the middle of his backswing, right? And as to, to create the distraction, try to throw Tiger off his game. And the guy was rock solid. And that's the kind of mental toughness that he had instilled in him by his dad that turned into all the major wins. That's exactly and that's what right. we're trying to do is build that mental toughness. We tell the, the coaches, like, it doesn't bother our kids when they're yelling. Mm-hmm. Why should it bother yours? Like, teach them to not cave to the distractions like we're creating the distraction to help you guys in the long run this is only productive we're not trying to get an edge to win the game we're trying to keep our players heads in the game so they don't catch us a, a liner you know on the side of the head because they're looking to see what's going on in the bleachers right well, whatever exactly right. What, what, it's different, different theories yeah whatever what, what, what a way that baseball has become it's like everything else it's gotten way too soft but I, I am so soft. We we did that travel baseball with our middle son, and then Payne played a lot of pickup tournament games. But boy, I tell you what, I noticed the the craziest parents are the ones with their oldest kid first. By the time they get their second, third, and fourth kid, they don't lose. They they've lost a lot of interest in all that shit. I think. And I would venture to say that the the stud players on the team have parents that are pretty low key and just kind of mind their own business. We where'd we go to? Uh, we went to somewhere. I guess it was a couple years ago. We went to some hotel in Dallas, and uh, there was a travel baseball team there. And those moms and dads were so freaking drunk at the pool, like it was it was insane. And you know, like they're not there for their kid; they're there to go party. Well, they were probably so stressed out at the game, thinking that it was going to like make or break their MLB contract that was coming down the pipeline at twelve years old. Yeah, they had to de-stress when they're drinking. That is one of the big problems, too, is these parents all think because Junior can strike out 100 kids when he's 12 years old that that's going to relate into him being 18 years old and getting a major league contract, and it don't happen. The kids that are the good athletes, regardless if they play travel baseball or not. Matter of fact, I know a lot of kids that play travel baseball that are burned out by the time they get out of high school. Absolutely. I My neighbor across the road from me coached back-to-back state championships for boys baseball high school. And I was talking to him. I said, hey, how many of your kids grow up playing travel ball? He says, I don't know. I don't give a shit. He says, if you got talent, you know how to play the game. It don't matter. It don't matter if you play in a travel team or not. He told me, he's like, a lot of, by the time these kids get 15, 16 years old, they pay, play travel ball so long, and it's just been nothing but baseball. They're burned out or their arms are shot. Yeah, so. that's, uh, that's another thing, too, is, you know, you, you start seeing these kids, and then they're, you know, 12 years old, and they put such – those tendons and ligaments, they're not ready yet for that load. And it, right. you know, right. a lot of Tommy John surgery coming out of that shit. And I mean, you got to be careful how much you push these kids. Season's done in two weeks and, and all-stars are coming up. And I asked Landon, I said, Hey, you want to play in all-stars? So you can go down to 10 U and, and clean house down there if you want. He's like, when is it? I said, well, it's four Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday tournaments, four weekends consecutive middle of June to middle of July. You got to play in all of them. He says, no, I want to go out to the farm and go fishing. There you go. You know, that's, I'd rather have a well-rounded kid than someone that only knows one thing. That's, right. that's exactly right. Yeah. So tell us yeah. tell us about the DU uh, the DU in Texas. Y'all are sponsoring we'll that. Zach. I'll get Zach over here for that. He knows more about it than I do. Hey, Zach. Hey, you're, you're frozen. Did, you're you, fr- did you hit something? No. 
me see. Um, probably our fucking internet out here. We live out in the middle. Of, the, the lodge is out in the middle of Podunk, uh, nothing. So sometimes we have problems with our internet. Well, you keep growing your brand. Yeah, no Andy shit. Shaver International, you might be able to move to the big city with your own studio. We were, or they'll bring fiber. They'll run fiber for you, probably. We were going to build a new studio until Joe Biden got elected. And Fucking then, lumber is insane. And then now with the cost of all that shit, we're going to wait another year. But I'll keep waiting for this Tesla, the satellite Starlink deal to see how that works. Because they're supposed to be high-speed internet for anywhere in the world. Well, we're anywhere in the world. You think lumber is going to come down? Fuck, I don't. Nothing ever goes down. It always goes up, and it never comes down. I don't know what the I don't know what the demand is. I don't. Is there a shortage on lumber, and then like there's this great big demand all of a sudden now that people are going back to work? I don't know what's caused the spike to begin with. Well, I maybe unrelated, but I I'd say when did lumber go up? Uh, it's the last been six going up, but I guess okay, six more months. Uh, you think six more months total? Six more months because I was talking to one of my buddies who owns a gun shop here in town. And I said, how's guns, how's ammo? He says, I got everything I need. He goes, I'm turning guns away because it's slowed up big time. He's like, people aren't looking for guns. They're not looking for ammo like they were. So I would think the whole buzz with the whole lumber thing is going to die down. And that took, he said it took us a year. We were crazy insane for a whole year, and now it's over. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth, but I call it six more months. I hope you're right. What are they banging on back there? Yeah, what are y'all building? Uh, we're, getting new, we're getting a new roof put on. Oh. We're in a pole barn. If you guys didn't know this, we're in a, we are operating right now out of a 40 by 60 pole barn that's been converted. And we just, we just bought a building that is five minutes down the road that's being built out now. So this pole barn's got a 20 year old roof that was shot. So we got that redone. We don't know what we're going to do with this here, but we're going to be at a new factory here pretty soon. So, so what do you do? What are these? What are these guys doing that are building it right now with lumber going up? Do they? Do the contractors come back and renegotiate or what? I'm building it. Me and my guys here at the shop are building it. We're we're not using a lot of wood. Yeah. We're doing it's a it's a metal building, so we're repaneling. Sheet steel is expensive. I mean, whatever. We're going to use shipping containers for the office and and like consumer experience area. Got a cool idea. We're getting the Connex is brought in. Going to cut them. Put a lot of glass in them, make offices, and make it really cool. So, well, I'll tell you what's crazy is, is you know, there's some builders out there that are having that are. That, there's going to be a lot of lawyers involved with a lot of new homes being built right now. Yep, yep. We've got, and people are gouging. I think there's a lot of bullshit in there too that they're charging more just because they can. We've got. Uh, I was going to have a, a general contractor do all the work, and they're bid came in probably $500,000 more than what we can do it ourselves for the build-out. Damn. I wonder what the lumber... I wonder if the Canadian border being closed has had has caused any problems with the lumber. I wonder how much of our lumber comes from Canada. I don't know. I don't have a clue. No. Okay, so is Zach... You're still frozen. Is Zach there? See me? We, okay. can, we can't see you, but we can hear you. I'm doing this blind. Um, what's the, the show that's in Fort Worth? Is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, yep. So, so what day do y'all have to go down? Thursday. Yeah, I'm gonna leave here Wednesday. Oh, okay. Drive down, make the drive down here Wednesday. Set up Thursday. And I think the show starts Friday. I want to say at like eleven or something like that. Friday morning. So, 
So Lee is doing uh, he's doing a seminar on how to pattern the gun. Are y'all going to be selling shotgun shells there, or is this just like a brand awareness type deal? No, we'll be we'll have a bunch of product for sale at the booth. We're going to have it all shipped from the shop here. We're not going to bring the physical inventory down. We're staffing the shop, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll be here to work on the weekend. You're packing orders, so they're going to get shipping notifications right away after they place the orders. Oh, so that'll be we tried easy it, then. We've tried it like at game fair where we've had a we loaded down the bus with a bunch of shells and then we had to bring a pickup truck for the second week and it's a lot of moving around. People don't want to carry twenty five pounds around at the end of the you know, out around the show. Well so, no, that's true too. And UPS has done a bang up job with shipping. I mean, we're getting shit down to Texas in like two days yeah. from Michigan. Uh oh, we just lost you. you no, there? that's me. I'm trying to figure out why the fuck y'all are frozen. <laughs> well, um, what do we have to do? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe uh, maybe click the uh, little video camera button. Maybe they'll turn it off and on. Because yeah, there you go. How about that? Perfect. Now yeah. you're back online. A lot of times it'll like. There you go, Andy Shaver, world world renowned I just, Andy Shaver, <laughs> IT specialist. I just fix shit. So a lot of times, <laughs> like it'll it'll freeze and kind of buffer, but then it'll come back on. So I don't know why it was doing that. Um, so that makes that a lot of sense a lot when you're on the internet, doesn't it? Fuck a lot of times, a lot of buffering time, you know, you free, you f it freezes right in the middle of the good shit. So the, I'm looking right now, Gary Allen's going to be in concert there. See the headliner, Zach, you're supposed to know this. He said, yeah, I don't, I don't follow the whole concert bit. I got, I got bigger fish to fry with getting everything down there and making sure we're ready to rock. What all are you but taking? Yeah, that, there is that concert Saturday night. Ooh, we got a big girl singing, too. Who? Who is she? Priscilla Black. Oh, I don't know who she is. Or Block, Priscilla Block. Are y'all taking that big wooden booth that you guys have, that y'all have built? Nope. No, that's staying here. That stays here. We're going to just I'm gonna drive, down the, uh, drive down the bus. Well, that'll be nice. Yeah. Do be you, you have to drive it? So, yep. so, like, you're not in the back, like, making a martini like you're driving this fucking bus i'll, I'll be Texas. driving it left lane 85 miles an hour foot to the floor the whole way that's how we ride that thing <laughs> so uh no honestly the faster you go the, the smoother the ride it, it quiets down a lot so and uh you're gonna be go you're going to game fair right yeah we'll be at game fair yep that's okay. back on all of a we're, we're coming up to that yeah that'll be uh Weekend, second and third weekend in August. We'll, we'll probably be there the second weekend in August. Me and the world famous Andy Shaver are going to come up. Andy's he gonna, likes that. Look just at, look at that. He just look won't die. Look. He's going to sign T-shirts, babies, die. and boobies. It won't die. He just every fucking chance he has to fucking stick it into my ribs and twist, he does it. What? That's not even saying no, nothing bad like about it. somebody. Yeah, I mean, I could say that dickhead Andy Shaver, but I'm saying world famous. That's a I would, compliment. I would prefer that. At Everybody's on me. Everybody's on me all of a sudden. They're not on you. Who, who's on you? The, who gives you the most shit over that? Uh, Jeff. Easily Jeff. I don't give anybody shit. I just point out obvious flaws in people's personalities and just kind of nudge them along a little bit. Obvious flaws. So how? What, what's, what's, the, what's Andy's flaw, Jeff? God damn it. I'm trying to get off of this. This world famous deal, really. I mean, to go around and tell people, to speak that way about my daughter-in-law, who I love very much, just really hurt my soul. And so that that kind of really bothered me a lot. 
You, who, who came up with that Little Miss Nasty, though? Who's, who made that one up? So, I don't want to know about that because I love my pure daughter-in-law, but obviously something was going on back in her drinking college days that I don't need to know about. But I guess they were doing things you can only do to a circus animal together, and they nicknamed her Little Miss Nasty. She lived up to it that night. <laughs> she lived up to it that night. Um, so what happened was uh, we were friends with a kid that uh, was supposed to graduate. Supposed to graduate in May. He flunked his final. He got to go back another semester. So, like, it was a big deal. Like, he had fucking family coming into Lubbock for his graduation ceremony. Oh. And, like, he flunked the final. So, like, ineligible to graduate. So, I think he had shirts made up that had just different sayings on it. Her said Little Miss Nasty. There was other shit there, but it was just a fucking college party. Did, all did your shirt say world famous? <laughs> Not at that time. What's bad is... There'll be, a, there'll be one coming out before long. Don't worry. What the bad part about that is, is so the preacher before the preacher we have now... I guess was like scrolling through her Facebook and was like, got to like 2009 and saw the little miss nasty. And this guy was already a little pervy, a little weird. Is this the one that got fired? Yeah, he got fired. Okay. Yeah. So for site for Facebook stock and someone going back a decade. Yeah. yeah, Jeff, Jeff Stanfield. And, uh, (laughs) like he commented, our preacher, our preacher commented on there, like little miss nasty wink face. And I was like, Oh my God, Jesse. Cause you know, like you see, cause like I was, it, it posted that he commented on it, and I was like, fuck, did this, was this, like, in her memory? Like, did she share it? And, like, no, like, he started just doing the scroll through her. Up. He dug it up, and Little Miss Nasty wink face, and I was like, god damn, you are creepy for a fucking, you should be a Catholic this way. You're yeah, not a Methodist. You it, like, at 1.30 in the morning on a Saturday right before church? <laughs> yeah, it was a little awkward having to see him. I just didn't want to tell him about, you know, the rest of that night. Anyways, off of Mr. World Famous over here, when you get your shotgun, about himself. when he gets a shotgun shell named after him, he'll be somebody then. Um, speaking of that, it'll be it'll be easy to do for sure. <laughs> speaking of that, I did not realize there were so many new shotguns out. I looked at that Wildfowl uh, top shotguns or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know like half of the fucking. Yeah, I read I read that last night. Did you know? Did you know half of the brands? I, I've never heard of half of them. I recognize. I mean, there's a couple in there that I recognized. I was. I don't know if they were listed in rank. Like that was that kind of confused me as, as right. Like how do they rank them, Zach? I don't know if I would agree with the rank. <laughs> but how would you rank them then? How would you or how do they? How, how would you rank them, Zach? Best waterfowl shotgun. Go. Boy, they don't make them anymore. Yeah, unfortunately. I, no. I was just, I, I guess I was shocked to see. I mean, there's some names in there that you can hardly pronounce. Right. Right. Now, I thought, I, are there still things in the works to where we're going to get another shotgun out there that uh, lives up to the lives up to the hype? I don't know. What's that? What I miss? Is there a world famous spouting off over here? When are we going to see a shotgun that that lives up to lives up to the old days? Buy an old shotgun? So never. Well, that's that's too bad. I shoot an old shotgun, so I'm perfect. Jeff shoots uh, over and under. I shoot an old Browning Satori. I've oh, had it. Nice. I've had it since nineteen. 
1990, maybe. 1910. It was parkerized. Uh, it's got uh, it's it has dowel rods in it where I blew the the stock of it off. I've had to use it as a boat oar in Alaska one time. It's it's got a lot of character. It's a great gun. But I just can't imagine that this shotgun industry is something that everybody's diving off into. Like there's so there were so many that I never heard of, and I don't know if I'm just not a gun guy and haven't like had my finger on the pulse. Or what it is, but like it just seemed like all these shotgun companies popped up overnight. Well, there's a lot of them that you just start a brand name, name it whatever you want, and you import a gun from this guy or that guy. And there's there's guns out there in the industry now that are sold by three different brand names. They all come out of the same factory. Really? So the guy makes them, he sells them to company A, B, and C. The parts interchange. They look damn near identical. We've got some here that we use for test guns. So it's whatever. I mean, is what it is. Like I think, I think the best guns, if they don't come from the United States, they come out of Italy. Personally, it's been that way forever, I'll, right? I'll go on and I'll buy. I buy old Benellis, the original old ones? Super Black Eagles, old M1s. I've got, I don't know how many of them I have. Too many of them. What do you have, but Zach? I don't want to get rid of them either. What's that? What do you have, Zach? I got an old Benelli one. So that's the, so that's the la- that was the last gun that can take a take a pounding and keep ticking. Yeah, yeah. I mean it had a the M1 I think the M1s are pro- were probably a more like I think those are a better gun. You know, Lee and I, I Lee always said it, I always thought there was nothing better than an original Super Black Eagle, but after shooting the M1s and just the way that they're that they're constructed and guys send them in and I buy them and it's those guns are are dialed. A, a buddy of mine, his dad, if he can find the original Super Black Eagle 1, he buys it. Buys every one that he can find. Yep. And I guess, yep. what does Lee have? Because I saw that picture that Bosch, it was all it was all of his guns, and it looked like those, it was most are all. I'm pretty sure almost M1s. every one of those are all M1s. Yeah. Original. So there's some that, there's one of them, or he's got two of them that are Chantilly, Virginia ones. I've got, I think I've got two, maybe one. But those were before Benelli had the mobile choke. So we had Briley make a set of chokes for, for one of Lee's guns and one of mine. They're $140 a tube because it's a different thread. It's a bastard thread. Those are from 1980. Mine's from 1987. I think Lee's got an 86 and an 87, like the very first run of them that got imported to the United States. Why? How come the gun companies don't go back and make the original old guns again? How come what? How come the manufacturers don't go back and remake the old original guns again? I think, what do people ask you if you're talking to someone who hadn't heard from them in a long time? What's new, right? right. What's new? Yeah. But that. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why they don't go back and say, you know what, that was really good, the 1986 model, let's do it again, and just do it for one year. Just kind of like Ford. I'd like to see Ford come back and do a 1967 Mustang again. Go back yeah. and make the original car again. Shit, you couldn't keep them in stock. Right. Well, when you hit these big companies, you know, I guess, even to some degree now, like maybe bosses, kind of, we're becoming a little bit less flexible than we used to be. Um, but it's kind of, we don't have a choice, right? Like we used to be able to do whatever anyone wanted. Hey, can you speed this up a little bit for me? Can you slow this down? Yeah, no problem. But we can't do that as easily anymore year round at the drop of a hat. When you start talking big companies, marketing wants one thing. Accounting and finance want one thing. The CEO wants something else. So to get everyone to agree, like, let's bring back a 30-year-old gun and sell the dog shit out of them, people are going to say, well, if we do that, then what do you need the marketing team for? 
what do you need the product development engineers for? Right. You know, just there's my my opinion anyway. Yeah. So so it's getting hard. Why is it getting harder for you guys to make that custom order at the drop of a hat? Just because you're doing good to keep up with what you got? Yeah. Well, because we've just grown so much and trying to find people that can see the vision of what we're doing to be on this team for the long haul is terribly difficult. So what we end up doing, we're not going to say, oh, you know, we're, we're not going to make shotgun shells any more than this many per year. We're going to figure out a way to get them into people's hands. And if that comes to the expense of being able to custom tailor one guy's case of shotgun shells, well, then so be it. But I can't talk to everyone anymore. Zach can't talk to everybody. That's why, you know, there's only, well, shit, what do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten people that work at Boss, like, full-time on a daily basis. And then Lee. Yeah. And then Lee. Obviously Lee. Where's Meg but at? Here in Michigan. And Lee in Minnesota. Where's Meg? Meg is working for, Meg left in February. Motherfucker. Got to be too much. Young kids. Uh, just, I think we burned her out. Yeah. Great girl. It just got to be too much where she needed to change. So, well, it's tough. I mean, you know, you get, you get kids and everything changes then. Well, her dad still works here at Alter Seal up front and yeah. he handles, he handles all of our like international stuff to make sure all of our stuff arrives on schedule and we tell him what we need and he gets it ordered. So we still, I mean, there's still the conduit there, you know, so no hard feelings, just. Life changes. Business. That's all that it is. And yep. it, it's kind of a bummer, man, because like she was, it was when it first started, it was Zach on the periphery, Lee, Meg, and I. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, just whatever. I mean, you want different things, right? And I can't want more for someone they want for themselves. And uh, she wants something different. It was, you know, it's time. Is the tattoo artist still working for you some? Dirk is our part-time guy. And I think he might be coming on full-time, right? Yeah. If he wants to. He's a funny. He might, be, uh, he might be chauffeuring down to Texas, actually. As well, <laughs> he's a funny son uh, bitch boy. Is he gonna be? Yeah. A, is he gonna be at game fair? You never know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I know he's gonna be at. I know he's gonna be down in Texas. He's going. Yeah. Okay. Oh my! I'm sad. I'm gonna miss it now. But I'm sure. I'm sure we'll drag him up there to. Uh, I guess over to game fair, and you guys can go live and do a podcast with him too, and talk about all the piercings and tats that he's done but sex Maybe and acts is yep. still one yeah. of the greatest one-liners that i think i've ever heard on this show yeah. they smelled like butt sex and axe axe body spray <laughs> so yeah ha- has uh has michigan being shut down is that just kind of fucked up his bartending yeah. yeah big time big time so he was working here oh shit last fall through February, March, right when they started lifting the restrictions, he went back. And he wasn't back there for more than maybe a month or so. And he came back and he's like, hey, I've had enough of this shit. So they close down the bar at 10 o'clock, don't they? Yeah, now I think it's 11. Lisa, we get an extra hour now. (laughs) Lisa must be the drunk. Lisa thinks they took it away. You can ask her. (laughs) Is Is Lisa the drinker? No, she 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 works at a restaurant. Are you oh. still you still are you oh. still working at the restaurant? Oh. She hey, she was drinking last week and it was her birthday and I and and we covered dinner. So she she was drinking last week. I was going to say yes, I've been drinking parts too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Lisa, we need to get on here and you can tell us some drinking stories. 
Oh, yeah. You're up. All right, she's up. Lisa. You need anything else from me? What else you got? Just just stay around. Just stay around close. We'll, we'll talk about uh, – once we get done with Lisa, we'll – Talk about boss. Come on, Lisa. Don't be shy, Lisa. Everyone, hey, people have talked to Lisa. They're going to talk to Sarah. You get to put a name with a face. Yeah. I know nothing. Lisa, how are you? It's, I'm good. How are you? It's good to see you. You look a little nervous. Are you Are you nervous? Yeah, because why? I mean, I know nothing about this. It's, you know, it's all right. That's, we that's ask, the best stuff. We ask a lot of personal questions, okay? Oh, great. Like I said, I don't know anything. So are you a, are you a married lady? I am, yes. Okay. Well, I was going to ask because, you know, there's some single men that watch this that might have been interested, so I didn't know. <laughs> happily happily married. That's the that's yeah. the real question. You might be married, but that doesn't necessarily mean happily. That is true. For 30 years. You've been married for 30 years. That that right there speaks a lot of someone. That's tough to do. <laughs> so you work it's at a restaurant as, as well as boss? So, that is correct, yes. What do you I'm do at this restaurant? I'm a server at Red Arrow Roadhouse in Union Pier, Michigan. Do you have a lot of good tippers there or a bunch of tightwads? <laughs> They're good tippers. Well, that's good. What do y'all serve at this place? Um, we're known for our ribs and roasted chicken. See, I don't think of ribs whenever I think of Michigan. No, I don't either. Roasted chicken, yes. But I was going to say, you probably have had better ribs than what oh. we have. Oh, what, what? Well, you're sure helping your restaurant out there. If you want some shitty ribs, go to where. So how, no, how, if you want good ribs, go to where I work. If you want good you're ribs for Michigan. Michigan. Right. Let's put it that way. Right, I got gotcha. you. How long have you been with Boss? Um, This is my... How long? I worked here only on Mondays for two years, mm -hmm. right? I've never heard anybody working just on Mondays. Why? Why was that? <laughs> no, it's not. Tell her she, she's. <laughs> that's that's well, unusual. Lisa's known Lisa's known me for a while since right when we started, boss. Yes. So she was she was wanting something different to do and volunteered to to come in and help. Help on Mondays, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Filling orders. So yeah. Lisa's I our Monday help. Filled, right. I just filled in on Mondays to help out on the busy season. And then um, I had enough of serving, just like sure. Dirk is having enough of bartending. And I came to Brandon and said, do you need somebody full-time? And he said, yes. Customers can be assholes. There's no doubt about it. Mostly when you're dealing with them at a restaurant. Correct. Now, now yes. Dirk was at least dealing with drunk people. They're probably easier to get along with than the, the person critiquing your ribs. That's true. Yes. So, uh... I was a waiter for 10 days, and it was hell on earth. I was going to say, you know what it's like then. Hell on earth. I, well, uh, he is world famous, though, so 10 days was a lot for him. I caught – I so it was like my first day without any help, and I caught – there was like 12 people. It was a Little League – it was like moms and dads and kids. And the fucking kids ordered uh, – they all ordered strawberry daiquiris. And I've my first day, and I'm like a baby giraffe, and I've got like 12 strawberry daiquiris, and I come around a corner, and somebody bumps into me. And oh, my goodness. Flip it That's all over my white dress shirt. It was terrible. And then I, 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 realized, I realized it was not for me. I, did not have, I was not cut out to be a waiter. Now, Lisa, we're fixing to go to Michigan. What, what is the go-to food up there? What, what's, what would you say is Michigan's greatest dish that we should try to get to eat when we go there? She's looking around. She, she looks befuddled. Yeah. We're nothing. No good food so in Michigan. There's, 
There's no oh, good Lake food. Lake Perch. Okay, yes. Get Lake Perch. Lake, Lake Perch. Also known for our, yep. our Tex-Mex. Shit. You, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? There's, there's Mexican workers everywhere, so I can believe that because I've had good Mexican food on the East Coast, so you can get good Mexican food. So, so Lake Perch is the go-to in Michigan, so we need to order Lake yep. Perch. Yes. And, and stay away from the ribs, you've told me, but get roasted chicken. No, you can get the ribs, just that I'm sure in Texas they're probably better than what they are here in Michigan. It's the same rib. Do y'all not, do y'all not put barbecue sauce on them or what? She's a server. She's not <laughs> fucking Fine. You know what? Maybe they are good here. You, you, you have the ribs and tell me. Is this the first time you've ever going to be on national TV radio? Probably, I thought yeah. this is worldwide. It well, is it, is, it is. It's worldwide, but we get more of an audience in the United States. Oh, okay. Maybe oh. you're, you can tell your neighbors about this. I'm gonna. <laughs> there you go. Don't tell the guy who owns the rib shack, though. No. Right. We're gonna watch it at the restaurant. <laughs> Ribs. I'm telling you, they could have been better. And we can drink till eleven now in Michigan. They gave us another hour. Right. Okay. Yeah. I saw where Chicago's fixing to start shutting all their bars down at ten o'clock for summer. That sucked to own a bar there. I think everything's about opening up now. I, I don't know how y'all have done it in the uh, restaurant and bar industry. Why did y'all elect that stupid lady as a governor is what I want to know. We didn't elect her. We didn't elect her. Did it, do, you, do you know anybody that actually voted for her? Yep, two people, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. I didn't want to bring that up, though, to you. They just left town. They were on their very best behavior <laughs> last week. They, they watched the kids when we were in Charleston. Are they still proud that they voted for Biden? Like I said, they were on their very best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisa. All right, let's so, talk to the other lady back here, too. Let's get her Sarah, story. You're Sarah, you're up. Thank you so much, Lisa. Lisa, you have a wonderful day. I'm glad you're not just working on Mondays now. Boss yes. is better because of it. Yes. <laughs> Sarah, how are you? Doing good. What are you doing back there? You look busy. Answering the phone, printing orders, talking to customers. Were you really just hoping that you weren't going to get called up here, so you were trying to yeah. stay busy? I was trying to hide. Do y'all, I understand. So you deal with the assholes that call in. You have to deal with them, right? I do, but we really don't have, but every once in a while, somebody who's trouble. We're pretty good customers, actually. Has Dan Reese ever called into y'all? Dan Reese. Yeah, he's yeah. an asshole from Wisconsin. Yeah, you got to watch him. So that's why I was wanting to know. <laughs> So, I'm sure he's been nice to me. But he should we'll be. Yeah. Said we'll flag him. He what? We'll flag, him. We'll flag his account. <laughs> flag yeah. Dan Reese, R-I-E-S. He's out of Wisconsin. Get the ATF right. on him. So, uh, so you're you're the fo- you're the phone call lady. If somebody has a problem, you're their first point of contact. Do you mm-hmm. try to handle everything, or do you when when it gets too woolly, do you just like pass it on to Zach or Brandon? Um, I try to handle everything. She gets um, it. She handles it all. Yeah, I try to. She's pretty much very good it. at de-escalating phone calls, like situations. That's a very important yeah. employee to have. Now, do you work just Tuesdays yeah. and Wednesdays, or do you work all five days? <laughs> yeah, all, all five days. Okay, good. <laughs> well, kind of. No, I was going to say she's telling you a story right now. Does she call I in do sick work a lot? Five days. But I do other stuff also. What else so do you do? Back and forth. Um, I do, I own a cleaning business. Oh, that's a like, busy job. Like house cleaning? <laughs> yes. Oh, that is a busy job. Y'all are like Jamaicans. Everybody around that place has got more than one job. <laughs> Y'all got like seven or eight different venues. Does, that do. does that do anything else? 
does that, I don't, do, do you I, do anything no, else? No, that's it, man. I just chill. You. <laughs> I've never known a place that hires people just work one or two days a week. I mean, it's a hell of a system right there. <laughs> we need a, we need a Thursday only help. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Thursday, Thursday a.m. Monday and Fridays, probably. Yeah, Monday and Fridays. So, have y'all been busy? Have you been busy with answering phone calls? It's getting oh, everybody's yeah. getting their orders in. Yep, it's been crazy for sure. Well, we keep telling everybody that you need to go ahead and order now. Don't wait till the fall. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had some orders from you that people have already sent here that I get a store all summer now. She thinks. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Now it's our problem. Um, how long have you been with Boss? Um, I've been here for about a year and a half. Oh, congratulations. You like it so far? Yeah. Other than I the do. owner? Is Brandon an ass to work for? Or is he a good guy? <laughs> he's okay. Is he he's okay? He's, he's, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah, that's what, my, better. that's what my employees say about me. Oh, he's okay. He's, you know, yeah. he's all right. He, he signs a check every week, yeah. so I got to say that. All right. For what it is for who you are, love for who you're not, man. That's right. That is that is true. All right, That's who right. who else is back? Anybody there? else there that we haven't seen yet? Is That's it. what day is today? Thir- He's gonna grab Steve for you. Okay, Steve's a Thursday help. <laughs> Steve's a Thursday at, after lunch help. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, we appreciate you. I'm sure the phone is about to be ringing off the hook, so you can get back to your perch. We won't mess with you anymore. All right, and, and, thank you much. So, right. Sarah's, Sarah's nickname is Honey Boochai. Honey so, Boochai. Yeah, like if somebody calls and they're a little excited on the phone, she'll start dropping like the honey card on them and stuff oh, like yeah. that to chill the dude out. So. Oh, honey, <laughs> that little southern comfort. Is what they need. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, your nickname is Honey Boo now. So if you call in, ask for Honey Boo on the phone, <laughs> and I will gladly transfer the call. <laughs> did, you hear, honey boo. did you hear that? Everybody called boss and asked for Honey Boo. You'll get. That's uh, right. <laughs> so are you got how's how's inventory y'all staying on top of everything yeah i mean we're we're holding our own a little bit it's pretty it's, it's hand to mouth right now to be honest right. um but make what we can make really you know yeah it's a it's a fucking scary time right now i was talking to uh the guy that owns our supply house just yesterday and he was yep. talking about like you just can't can't get hardly anything anymore can't get raw material and i mean it's just it is what it is for a while yeah and then you're banking on it you know delivering on time you know that's the other thing it's like you might have the stuff on order but if it's a week late month late whatever it is what it is be nice to him he's having a shitty afternoon what's what's going why why are you having a shitty afternoon how are you (laughs) i'm good our our bus might not be going to texas Uh oh did you wreck it i didn't wreck it Oh, somebody oh, else did. I did. Somebody else did. Now we're, we're, we're Phil, you're next. The eleventh hour, we're trying to uh, fix the thing. What happened? I don't know how. It oh, went. we had the awning out, and it's got like shock absorbers that are supposed to automatically dump when it fills with water. They didn't work, and it ripped the awning off the side of the motorhome. Oh, you got two weeks to get that shit fixed. Yeah, you ought to. You you'll have that. Some duct some duct tape and some flex seal. Yeah, you're ready yeah, to go. I'll tell you what, when when there's you know. 14 weeks uh, out on uh, parts, it's kind of hard to fix it in two weeks. He's a COVID sympathizer and trying to make excuses. Oh, for fucking sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you vote? Did you, I got shit to do, people. Did you vote, did you vote for Biden? What? Did you vote for Biden? Fuck no, I didn't. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. I didn't think they'd let a Thursday help vote for Biden around there. 
<laughs> so you're trying to fix this bus so we can go to Texas. That's just one of the many things on my list, yeah. What else yeah. do you have on your list? What don't I have on the list? I mean... Do you have to mow the yard? What? Do you mow the yard? <laughs> no, actually, we got... That's we one got, thing you haven't had to do. No, that's you're exactly right. That's one of the few things I haven't done here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You seem like kind of a disgruntled employee. I love this place. I've been here too long. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. How long have you been there? I'm starting. To, hey, keep talking to him. I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> He's pissed. He's not happy, Brandon. Say, is, is the place that Lisa works at? Are the ribs not any good? Ritter Roadhouse. I've never been to Ritter Roadhouse. Well, then you're not helping us none here. Yeah, the only ribs we've had is from uh, Navajo, Navajo, or your buddy up in. Uh, Willie Lark. Willie Lark. Yeah. There you go. Those are ribs, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's better than Lisa's ribs. <laughs> we got a vote for Red Arrow. I guess Red, are they're good, Phil? Yeah? All right. He's shaking his head like they're legit good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've never had good ribs at a place called Navajo. Yeah. That, that would the, be the, Indian food here. The name throws here. me off. No, it's uh, it's actually they're, it's Italian. They're Italian. <laughs> yeah. Navajo? Ita- Na- Navajo's Italian? Well, yeah, it's called Diagostino's Navajo. I guess it was a trading outpost back in the 30s or 40s, and they used to have like lions and tigers and shit in the zoo. It's a pretty wild place. Mm. That sounds sounds that way. So you're the guy that basically fixes everybody else's fuck ups from around the shop, is what I'm taking at it. Not that I fix everybody's fuck ups. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, everybody's super busy, and so I try to pick up wherever I can. Who's, who's who's the biggest fuck up that works there? Ooh, Shoot, that it's is. not nice to talk about people when they're not here. Where's yeah. Tyler at? you know, I cut that kid some slack. He's young. Right? Oh, he must be the one that really screws up then. <laughs> How old is he? Twenty-two. Twenty-one. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's 22. 22, yeah. I think he's 22. So, he should be old enough now to not be screwing shit up all yeah, the time. he's getting to that age where, like, you had to cut bait. He's worked, no, he's no. worked here for seven years. Yeah. He's like, he's like a kid. When we go out, people think he's my son. Oh, Good okay. kid. All right. Good kid. We're going to let you go. You look like you're not having a good time. You've got a lot of other yeah, shit to do. Uh, yeah. I hope that your day improves. Oh, it will. It yeah, will. get that get that bus fixed though, okay? Yeah, Make, that's important. How, how long how long were you on hold? Thirty one minutes. Thirty one minutes. He made his way up to caller number three, and then I went and grabbed him, and he had to hang up. That's why he's so. Oh, <laughs> you should have just kept it going. You should have just stayed on. You'd be back. You wouldn't even been up yet. Oh, oh no. rookie move to hang so, up. So rookie move. What are you on hold for? For parts for the bus? Parts for the bus. Yeah, I, I I've been going through. So I went with went to the bus manufacturer. They What's gave me the part numbers I needed. I couldn't buy direct from them. I had to go to distributor. Distributor then turned around and ordered them from the actual manufacturer. And they were going back and forth. Originally, the parts were supposed to be here two weeks ago. Never thought anything of it. To be honest with everything else going on, I kind of let it go. Brandon came and asked about it. I'm like, they're not here. I'll have to find out. Come to find out, they haven't shipped. And they've had shit on back order since February. So call, call direct to the manufacturer, and that's where I got. I was in their queue. Call Lone, call Lone Star RV in Wichita Falls, Texas, and ask for Randy Black. 
Here we go. Let's write that shit down. Randy Black and Lone Star. Do we tell him? Do we tell him world famous sent him or? You tell him Jeff, the the locally famous Jeff Stanfield sent you. Okay. He's one of my old front of running backs. He does repairs and shit. If anybody'd have anything, he'll have it. We'll just tell him that he works for Andy's world famous podcast. <laughs> he, he'll know. Yeah. All right. So yeah, get get on the phone with him and get that shit ordered. Is it Shaver Fifty? Your coupon code to get fifty percent off. <laughs> there you go. Full price. It's if you always say, full if price. You say I'm mar- if you say I'm married to that bitch, they give you thirty eight percent off. <laughs> All right, we appreciate you. Thank you for sitting down and uh, getting in the hot seat and. All that good stuff. Good luck finding parts. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks Steve. <laughs> thanks, Steve. Right. You done, guys? Yes, sir. Brandon, we appreciate it, bud. Cool. I think All right, so. thanks, guys. Hey, y'all have a good y'all day. Be safe back we'll, there. We'll see y'all at Game Fair. And I'll see yeah, you. Right. I'll see Rapids, you in a couple of weeks in Grand Rapids. I'll text you and let you know what time we land. Perfect. Right. And and orders are still going strong. People call up, uh, call boss, and get it out. Yep. Oh yeah. All right. Awesome. Ladies, right. thank awesome. you very much. Zach, thank you. Y'all you have a good weekend, all right? Yeah, you see too. Ya. Right, see, see ya. Bye. Whew. They got a lot of moving parts up there. Yep. The poor Steve guy. <laughs> he didn't want to be on. Motherfucker been on hold for 30 minutes. 31 minutes. <laughs> and Brandon made him hang up and come get on with us. Have a podcast, a ah, current shit. affairs podcast coming out Monday. We got a lot of shit to talk about. We do? Yes, we do. What's going on? Just a lot of stuff going on in the world. We got everything from Fauci to Lamar Jackson to everything else in the world and Julio Jones. What did Lamar Jackson do? Oh, he just over most over gonna be the most overpaid quarterback in the NFL. <clears throat> now they're saying Julio did not know he was being recorded. I didn't think he did. I listened to it live. I didn't think he did. And I think that Julio is probably going to get traded to. You know, he wants to win, but the teams that are going to trade him to ain't fucking going to guarantee. Don't, they were in the Super Bowl just three years ago. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Somebody said Baltimore. <sighs> Lamar Jackson can't throw the fucking ball. That's the biggest. I've been ripping on guy ripping on me on Twitter over that shit. I don't give a shit who you give him as a receiver. He can't throw the ball. Had you heard that Julio was going to Baltimore? That's too? one of the places that they've mentioned. Baltimore, Tennessee. They say they want to trade him to an AFC team. The Chiefs supposedly are talking to him. Why? I don't know, but I wouldn't want – I mean, if I was Kansas City, I'd want him. He's a stud. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think it's going to make them any better than they already are anyways. And I, don't, I think he's a team player. I don't think he's any off-field issues. He's not a, pro- not a problem off the field. But I don't – I mean, why wouldn't you want to go to Kansas City or Tampa Bay? I mean, that's where oh, I'd want to go. No shot in hell he's going to Tampa Bay. No, no, no. But I'm saying that's why the two teams <clears throat> that you'd want to go to. New Orleans is another team, but he ain't going to get traded there. It's a division deal. I'd trade his tack, te- ass to the Houston Texans is what I'd do. Yeah. Then he would have wished that he would just stayed in Atlanta. He says he's out of there. So we'll see. All, All right. right. That it? Yep. See you. Bye. Go check out all of our sponsors. Check out Boss Shot Shells. Get your orders in for this uh, coming hunting season. Check out Pacific Calls, Gundog Outdoors, uh, Goose Creek Retrievers, Bangtail Whiskey, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Eyesight Drone Service, Dirty Duck Coffee, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club, and uh, Dive Bomb Industries. Squad Fest coming up next weekend. <laughs>